This is the multi-voice text-to-speech podfic reading of A Stranger Walks into a Bar by Weighty Ghosts, composed by Burning Aurora. Remus Yanked opened the door to the pub with a tad more force than necessary, making his way through the crowded tables and booths to the bar for a much-needed drink. The mission had been a complete bust, and he was more than a little annoyed at Peter for having dragged him along to it, which wasn't completely fair considering it hadn't actually been Peter's fault. The order had received intel that there were two possible places a group of Death Eaters would be meeting, waiting for a few high-level ministry workers who hadn't decided yet which side of the war they wanted to be on. It was a low-risk mission. Dumbledore just wanted to know the identities of the ministry workers, which could be done from a safe distance. Remus and Peter had apparated to a small coastal town but they'd hardly been there an hour before receiving word that the Death Eaters had showed up at the other location, and that Alice and Marlene were on top of it so Remus and Peter were free to head home early. Except, Remus couldn't go home early. And that was Peter's fault. Because Peter had so brilliantly insisted on them using Polyjuice Potion, so that they were free to have a pint while we wait without being recognized, Mooney. Remus hadn't had the energy to do anything but go along with it. Now he had to wait until the potion wore off, which probably wouldn't be for at least another three hours. He had glared at Peter for a good minute before turning on the spot and apparating back to London alone, storming off to the nearest wizard's pub. Remus stepped out of the way as a woman turned from the bar with several drinks in her hands, and he seized the opportunity to slide into the space she'd left. The bartender, A middle-aged woman with dark skin, short hair, and both ears completely covered in piercings, was still standing there, sweeping coins from the bar into her hand. She raised her chin expectantly as he came up to her. Ogden's old on ice, please. She nodded once at him before going to make the drink, and then. Good choice, that's what I'm having. Remus's head snapped around at the voice. There. Sitting on a stool at the bar, his shoulder-length hair falling effortlessly across one eye and his tattoos visible beneath the white t-shirt stretched across his shoulders, was Remus's boyfriend. Sirius slowly frowned at him, his head tilting slightly in confusion, a distinctly dog-like mannerism, and his eyes flicked over Remus and the space around them. Ah. Sirius wavered as Remus took much too long to respond. Do we know each other? It was Remus's turn to frown. I. Ogden's old rocks. The bartender placed the drink on the countertop, and Remus instinctively turned at the distraction. That'll be seventeen sickles. As he reached for the glass, he startled, rather stupidly, at the sight of an unfamiliar arm. And then he remembered. Right. He currently looked like a thirty-year-old muggle elementary school teacher who was three inches shorter than Remus, with darker hair, fewer freckles and no scars. When Remus looked at Sirius again, his face was politely concerned but wary, probably worried he just accidentally initiated a conversation with another. Sorry, Remus hastened to say, giving his head a little shake. Sorry, uh, you just look like someone I know and I froze up there. He added a self-deprecating laugh that would hopefully put Sirius at ease. It seemed to work, Sirius's body visibly relaxed, releasing the bit of tension it had built up, and he smiled a little. Oh. That's... You need me to start a tab, then. 
Remus was startled, again, stupidly, by the bartender, who was still standing there, not so patiently waiting for payment. Remus opened his mouth to apologize as he reached in his pocket, but was cut off by Sirius. You can put it on my tab, he told the woman, who gave Remus an unimpressed look before moving down the bar to the next patron. Sirius flashed another polite smile at Remus, then faced forward again and took a sip of his own drink. Cheers, Remus thanked him. He reached for the stool right beside Sirius, but then remembered he was supposedly a stranger and that was probably too intimate, so he went for the next one over, a safe buffer between them. I like your tattoo, he blurted, eager to keep the conversation going. Sirius glanced down at the one Remus had pointed at, the constellation on his bicep. Thanks, he said simply. Canis Major, right? Yeah. Sirius confirmed as his eyebrows lifted, clearly impressed. You know your astronomy. Remus shrugged, a secretive smile on his lips. It's a hobby of mine. Yeah, if you could call tracing the ink on Sirius's skin with his eyes and fingers every day a hobby. Sirius hummed. Not for me. Sort of a requirement while I was growing up. My family has a tradition of naming their offspring after constellations and stars. Interesting. Remus acknowledged, though he knew Sirius wouldn't want to delve deeper into that. Is your name Adara, then? He asked, pretending not to know as he guessed another star in Canis Major that he vaguely remembered the name of. The other man chuckled. Nope. Guess again. Sirius. He nodded and raised his glass at Remus. Correct. Hem. Remus's lips pulled into a smile, and he leaned one elbow against the bar. Brightest star in the sky. That's a nice name. Sirius looked at him sideways, lifting his drink to his lips. Thank you. And yours? Canopus. Only the second brightest star in the sky, but I do all right. Sirius snorted into his glass, fire whiskey dripping down his chin and Remus thoroughly enjoyed watching the reaction he'd hoped for. Sirius smiled widely at him after wiping his face, his eyes bright and lovely. Touché, Sirius complimented, his face a little flushed. He turned slightly in his seat towards Remus, most likely a subconscious gesture, and leaned his arm on the bar. Remus cleared his throat. It's John, actually, he said easily, having gotten used to using his middle name as an alias. Nice and boring. It's not boring. Sirius disagreed. It's classic. Unless you spell it J-O-N. Merlin, no. Remus wrinkled his nose. I'm not a cretin. He grinned at Sirius so that he know Remus was teasing. Sirius just nodded slowly, something shifting in his expression. Are you sure we don't know each other? He asked after a moment. Remus looked away, taking a large sip of his drink. I'm quite sure I would remember you he said with emphasis, the flirtation coming naturally. Sirius's smile was polite and a bit chuffed, as was usual when he received a compliment about his looks. Remus's compliments usually caused a softer look though, a private smile, followed by a sweet kiss. Sirius redirected the conversation. Did you go to Hogwarts? No, Ilvermorny. He expanded when Sirius raised his eyebrows no doubt wondering why he would have gone to an American school when his accent was clearly local. My, um, parents got jobs there the year before I would have started at Hogwarts. I finished my schooling there before moving back here. Ah. 
Sirius nodded in understanding, then continued with his line of questioning. Do you work at the ministry? Or St. Mungo's? Somewhere in Diagon Alley? He kept asking even as Remus shook his head. I really don't think we've met before. Ha. Huh. Sorry, you just seem rather familiar. Remus couldn't stop the smile that bloomed across his face, positively glowing with the idea that something inside of Sirius was able to recognize him, even when he looked completely unlike himself. Sirius returned the smile with a soft one of his own, his cheeks tinging the faintest pink as he looked away. Remus immediately felt his throat tighten as he realized how much he missed seeing that beautiful face light up like that. It didn't happen as often anymore, not since they'd left school and joined the order. Not since they'd started seeing less and less of each other over the past few months. Something about that blush made a nasty thought form in Remus's head that he wished he could ignore, but he let his curiosity get the better of him and leaned a little towards Sirius, dropping his voice. Can I? Buy you a drink? He asked. Return the favor. Sirius hesitated, watching the remaining liquid in his glass as he swirled it around on the bar top. Sure. He responded a moment later. I could go for another. Remus straightened up and nodded, twisting to flag the bartender. He told himself it didn't mean anything. Sirius wasn't being even remotely unfaithful just by accepting a drink from a stranger. Remus would have to try something more obvious even though he knew he shouldn't. It was a bad idea and it wasn't fair to Sirius in the slightest, but his gorgeous, charismatic boyfriend was right there and had no clue he was talking to Remus, and the small, shameful, insecure part of Remus's mind was taking over, wrapping around his thoughts like devil's snare. When the bartender set down the two fresh drinks in front of him, he paid for them and slid one over to Sirius, who picked it up and clinked it against Remus's. Thanks. No trouble, Remus replied, catching the other man's gaze over the rim of his glass. After all, it isn't every day I strike up a conversation with the brightest star in the sky. Sirius's eyes flicked down to Remus's mouth, so quickly Remus almost didn't catch it, but then they were rolling to the heavens. I'm not as special as all that, he said with a chuckle. Hem. Remus looked up at Sirius through his lashes. You certainly light up this room. Sirius raised one eyebrow at him, his gray eyes twinkling. You're awfully smooth for someone who claims he doesn't do this every day. Remus laughed despite himself. No, trust me, I don't. Well, I'm flattered. Remus didn't have a retort ready and he hesitated at the finality in Sirius's tone, so he let the silence stretch as they sipped their drinks. But Sirius didn't seem bothered by the attention so. Maybe he could try pushing a little more. He boldly slid onto the stool next to him, closer to Sirius. The buffer was gone, and Sirius tensed but didn't move away. Remus leaned closer, not an inappropriate amount that would make Sirius uncomfortable, but enough to let him know his intention. Did you come here alone, or hoping not to leave alone? Remus asked in a low voice, ignoring the flicker of guilt inside him and reassuring himself that this wasn't actually as bad as his conscience was making it seem. The corner of Sirius's mouth turned up, but it was a small smile, not like his usual cocky, confident smirk. He took a deep breath and then turned his head to look Remus in the eye. I really am flattered, but I have a boyfriend. Thank fucking Merlin for that. 
Remus could have fallen to the floor with relief, but he kept his expression as neutral as possible, straightening up and asking, Oh, and where's he tonight? Sirius looked down at the drink in his hands, a shadow crossing his features. I'm not sure, actually, he said, and Remus's chest tightened at the despondence in his voice. He hadn't been allowed to tell Sirius any specifics, just that he would be gone all night, and he knew Sirius had been frustrated, mostly out of concern. Sirius's eyes met his again and he sat up, realizing that might have been an odd answer. He travels for work, he can't always tell me about it. Long story. He waved vaguely. That's too bad. You must miss him. Remus hated that that came out as a question. I do. Sirius nodded sadly, taking another drink. Yeah, it's shit. I've, um, been in a similar situation before, actually, but the other way around, Remus said. Sirius kept his attention on him, but his expression tightened, as if already tired from the conversation they hadn't had yet. Remus quickly made up a story, keeping it brief. I met someone here the summer before sixth year, he explained. But I kept having to leave him to go back to America for school. It was hard, always being the one leaving. I'm just saying. I'm sure he hates it too. Probably. Although not enough not to do it. Sirius laughed without humor. Remus winced internally, swallowing down his guilt. I guess everyone has their reasons for doing things. Does he have a good reason? Yeah, he does. Sirius sighed. I don't hold it against him, it's just shit. Remus breathed a laugh. Sounds like you might be holding it against him a little, he countered, trying to keep his tone light and teasing while his insides twisted. It took a moment for Sirius to respond. Yeah, maybe a little. It sounds like a tough situation. Sirius hummed in agreement. He was silent for a few seconds, and looked as though he were debating if he should continue or not. He ran his fingers through his hair, and then let out a hard breath. There's nothing that either of us can do, that's the worst part. Sirius let out, frustration visibly building in him. It's unavoidable, it just... is... it's like... alright this probably sounds mad but... He glanced at Remus, who nodded encouragingly. Sirius continued. I just feel like I'm watching this drink fall in slow motion, ice and whiskey spilling out of it, making a mess everywhere before it even shatters. And there's fuck all I can do. Sirius huffed and set down his glass with more force than necessary. Can't fight gravity, can I can't stop it once it's falling. A horrible, painful knot formed in Remus's chest. He wanted so badly to grab Sirius and pull him in and tell him he loved him and he hated this as much as he did. I'm sorry he whispered instead. And if Sirius thought it was odd for a stranger to be apologizing, he didn't show it. It is what it is. Have you spoken to him about how you're feeling? What's the point? Sirius shrugged hopelessly, spreading his hands wide. Why talk about it when there's nothing to be done? Why mention it at all and muck everything up even more? I don't want to start a fight over something that can't be fixed. I should just get over it. He added, kicking the bar gently. I disagree, Remus said softly, trying to loosen that knot before it suffocated him. Sirius sent him another tired look, but Remus kept going anyway. I think there's always a good reason to talk to the people you love about what you're feeling and thinking. Because sometimes just that can help, even if it doesn't fix anything. You and your boyfriend may not be able to change the situation you're in, but that doesn't mean you can't make it better. 
Sirius held his gaze as he spoke, his face unreadable, then dropped his eyes to the glass he was spinning slowly in his fingers as he absorbed Remus's words. After a minute, he sat up and let out a self-conscious laugh. Fucking hell. Sorry. I'm normally not a big share and we don't even know each other. He shook his head at himself, while Remus blinked at the sudden shift in tone. But, uh, thank you for listening. And for the advice. It's alright, Remus reassured slowly. He took a long sip of his drink, coming around to the change in direction of their conversation. I like talking people through their problems, he said. Must be something about my face. They're always coming to me to unload. You definitely give off some sort of empathy vibe. Thank you, Remus chuckled. I don't mind it. I like listening, helping. Takes my mind off my own problems. Sirius's lips quirked up. That sounds like my boyfriend. He likes to help others as a distraction, and because he's a good person of course. He was smiling, holding Remus's gaze, but there was a sadness etched around his eyes that Remus was desperate to erase. What's he like? He couldn't help but ask. My boyfriend. Sirius took a deep breath as his face softened somewhat. He's. He. Um. Remus raised an eyebrow as Sirius seemed to struggle to come up with a description of him. He wasn't sure how to feel about that. Sirius laughed self-consciously again. Sorry I don't even know where to start. What did that mean? He's just everything to me. Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh. Remus could feel in that moment as the knot in his chest dissolved into sunshine, pooling around his heart and warming him from the inside. He's my best friend, Sirius went on, unaware of the effect his words were having on Remus. Well, one of my best friends. He's always been important to me, since the day we met in first year. It's, Remus struggled to swallow down the emotion building in his throat. It's nice to have someone like that. Yeah, Sirius agreed absent-mindedly. He seemed far away, as though he wasn't seeing what was in front of him. My mates are my family, you know. And my boyfriend. He's my family but it's more than that. He's my future too. Remus was sure he must be positively glowing from the light shining through him. He felt tears threatening in his eyes and ducked his head before Sirius noticed and wondered what was wrong with him. He took a drink to steady himself. Wow, he murmured keeping his voice low so it didn't crack. He's lucky. Sirius laughed at that, making Remus glance back up. I'm the lucky one. Lucky he'll have me. I'm sure he's more than happy to be with you. Remus stated, his voice a little more deadpan than he'd intended. It sounds like there's a lot of love there. Sirius smiled, a soft, genuine, joyful thing, and Remus couldn't get over just how much love he felt for him in that moment. You know. Sirius snorted, his expression fond. We get into these rows sometimes that I swear shake the whole building. Remus laughed quietly with him. Oh, he knew. We're very different in some ways, but completely the same in others. The best thing about him is that he puts up with me. Sounds like a great man. Remus teased, pressing his lips together. He is. Sirius said simply, shifting to face Remus as he leaned sideways against the bar. They looked at each other for a few moments, then Sirius turned his head to play with his glass again, his smile becoming sheepish as if he'd realized again how much he had just shared with a stranger.
Remus felt his own flush spreading up the back of his neck. He wanted to get out of here. He wanted to go home to Sirius, to hug him and kiss him and try to find the words to express how much he loved him. How much he was willing to fight to keep them together. So what happened with your boyfriend, then? Hem. Remus blinked, his focus returning to the conversation and his charade. The one you kept having to leave. Uh. Or do I not want to know? Sirius cringed a little, as though bracing himself for bad news. No, it's not. Remus cut himself off as Sirius's expression flickered. His instinct had been to say that everything had worked out perfectly and they were in love and deliriously happy and all Sirius had to do was keep trying with his boyfriend and wait a little longer and everything would be fine and they would be happy. But the subtle narrowing of Sirius's eyes had made him realize that John probably wouldn't have been flirting with another man at a pub if he was still in a happy, committed relationship. It's not, um. Remus took a breath to clear his head. It isn't a bad story, necessarily. But it is over, yeah. We ended things. Why? Sirius immediately asked. Remus searched the gray eyes that stared back at him so intently, looking for answers to questions they were both just as desperate for. He felt like they were the only two people in the pub, everything else melting away, and he took his time answering, wanting to get the words right. I think... He started his voice quiet enough for Sirius to lean closer. I think we kept waiting for it to get better. For something to come along that would show us that we were meant to be together, with absolute certainty. But it doesn't work like that, does it? I don't know. Sirius murmured, his full attention on Remus. Does it? No, he replied with certainty. I don't think so. I think you have to make your own choices, and that means choosing the person you want to be with, over and over, every day. You don't believe in fate or destiny? Sirius asked, his eyes a bit wide, almost anxious. Or soulmates? Remus wrinkled his nose. Part of me wants to believe in all that. But no, I don't. I don't think everything happens for a reason, and I don't think fate has a hand in anything. There are things that are out of our control, and of course it's not always easy to let go of them, but it's important to try, to focus on the things we can control. Does that make sense? Sirius nodded slowly. Yeah, I think so. Remus felt the words bubbling up his throat, felt the overwhelming need to finally verbalize all the thoughts that had been swimming around his head for months. Maybe your boyfriend can't control that he has to leave you, but he chooses to love you, doesn't he? And you can choose to love him back, right? Right. Sirius answered, sitting up slightly. Maybe we've been waiting too, for things to get better on their own, but that clearly hasn't been helping. It's been creating more distance between you. Yes. Sirius agreed, his eyes bright and urgent now. And I have to accept that nothing's going to come along and fix it for us. So I should just get off my bloody ass and talk to him and tell him how much I fucking miss him but that it doesn't change how I feel about him. Remus exhaled a shaky laugh, awed by the determination in Sirius's voice and the intensity on his face, and a little dizzy from the overwhelming rush of adoration it caused in himself. It took all of his self-control not to yank Sirius in by his collar and kiss him stupid. Sirius waited for him to say something, his face alight with a fierceness and a passion that was deeply ingrained in him, that had drawn Remus to him from the moment they'd met 
that had been beaten down too many times over by his family, his own errors in judgment, the war. Remus felt a bit like crying at the sight of it. Yeah, he eventually replied. Yes to all of that. It wasn't enough, it wasn't nearly close enough to what he wanted to say to Sirius, but it was all he could at the moment. Sirius grinned, a little shyly, which surprised Remus, but it was joyful all the same. Even his shoulders seemed more relaxed, as if the conversation had lifted a weight off of them. Then his face softened, the mild blush returning to his cheeks. Thank you, he said earnestly. I honestly can't remember the last time I've spoken so openly, or so much. Certainly not with someone I just met. Remus could understand that. Sometimes that's easier. Someone who isn't involved or, uh, doesn't know you at all. It's odd, though. Sirius murmured, his eyes flicking between Remus's. I feel like I do know you. When Remus didn't respond, he added. Sorry, that must sound mad. No, I... Remus swallowed what he wanted to say. I do know you. I know and love everything about you, Sirius. I'm glad you felt comfortable talking to me. I'm sure your boyfriend would love to talk to you like this too. Yeah. Sirius breathed, his eyes drifting off to the side. They focused back on Remus, and he smiled politely. I should probably go before I spill the rest of my life story to you. Remus nodded. No problem. He waved vaguely, his voice a bit hollow. He felt like he was watching a barrier rise up between them. He tried to tell himself that it was situational, but he wasn't completely convinced it hadn't been there before tonight. Sirius strained the rest of his fire whiskey and then stood up, leaning against the bar for a moment. It was nice talking to you, John. I hope you find what you're looking for. He hesitated, drumming his fingers on the bar once, then gave another smile and turned and walked away. You too, Remus responded belatedly. Hardly above a whisper. Hatfoot. Remus glanced at the mirror in the hallway of their little flat, confirming once more that his appearance had returned to normal. It was about half past three in the morning, so the Polyjuice should have had plenty of time to leave his system by now, and he was reassured by the sight of his familiar tawny hair and golden brown eyes. He opened the door to their bedroom, almost completely dark except for the ambient light filtering in through the shutters. He could see the shape of Sirius asleep in their bed, hear his deep, steady breaths, and tried to shut the door behind him as quietly as possible. It woke Sirius anyway, and he grunted as he raised his head slowly, starting to reach for his wand under his pillow. Mooney, he asked, his voice gravelly from sleep, eyes blinking as he took in Remus's form. You're back early. Yeah, sorry for waking you, love. Remus whispered as he crossed the room, shedding his shirt and trousers along the way, not caring where they ended up, and tossing his own wand on the nightstand. Sirius mumbled something that Remus didn't catch, rubbing his cheek and yawning widely. Remus immediately climbed onto the bed and right over to Sirius, throwing a leg over his waist, and Sirius lowered his hand just in time for Remus to cup his face, looking down at his drowsy, slightly confused expression. I missed you, Remus whispered. He'd been feeling off-kilter since the pub, antsy to see Sirius after their emotional conversation, and impatient for the stupid potion to wear off. He felt like all the air in his lungs had been trapped for the last couple of hours, or maybe since long before tonight, 
and he could only release it now that he was finally holding and touching Sirius. I miss you too, Sirius said, still a bit dazed from being abruptly woken up. Remus leaned down and kissed him firmly, finally. I love you, he leaned back enough to say. Sirius blinked until he was more fully awake, and his eyebrows drew together in concern. I love you too. You all right? Remus nodded, and then was horrified as his vision blurred with tears. Mooney, Sirius breathed, his eyes widening. He pushed his palms into the bed to try and sit up, slightly encumbered by Remus straddling him, but he managed to prop himself up against the headboard. Baby, what happened? Are you? It's nothing, I swear. Remus shook his head, willing himself to stop crying because he was scaring Sirius for no bloody reason. I'm fine, really. Reed, did. Did something happen when you were with Pete? Sirius brushed a falling tear from Remus's cheek with his thumb, his hand cradling Remus's jaw, while the other settled comfortingly against his hip. I know you can't tell me. No, no, Remus insisted, feeling awful for making Sirius worry. The mission was a bit of a fiasco but nothing even happened. I promise, I'm really alright. Remus laughed at himself, though it sounded more like a groan, and wiped his eyes impatiently. He took a deep breath finally gaining a little control. I'm more than okay, Pads. I'm just really, really happy to be home with you. Sirius scanned his face for a few moments, both of his thumbs brushing soothingly across Remus's skin. You sure? His shoulders relaxed at Remus's enthusiastic nod, and Sirius smiled back at him warmly. I'm happy you're home too, Re. I'm happy you're happy. Remus surged forward to kiss him again trying to convey all the words and feelings he had said and the ones he hadn't, earlier that evening, when Sirius hadn't even known he was talking to him. He felt the hand on his hip squeeze tighter, and sighed in response. He eventually broke away, leaning their foreheads together as he basked in the glow of how right it felt to be exactly where he was supposed to be at that moment. Sirius tilted his chin to kiss Remus's nose, and Remus smiled, then shifted his body to the side, lowering himself on the bed and bringing his boyfriend with him. He kept one leg draped over Sirius, who wrapped Remus in his arms, and they laid there for a few minutes, not saying anything, just enjoying being together. So was it Pete? Sirius asked after a minute. Remus leaned his head back from its place on Sirius's shoulder until he could see his face. Hem. Was it Pete's fault the mission was a fiasco? Remus rolled his eyes as Sirius tried to cover up a snort, and Remus whacked him for it. You're such an ass to him sometimes, Padfoot. Sirius's laughter broke through, but he accompanied it with an indignant gasp. Am I supposed to forgive and forget the time he got prongs and I double detention because of his shoddy spellwork that made Aubrey's head swell up like a balloon? That was four years ago and you thought it was hilarious. Still, Sirius grumbled. I'm just saying. Love the man but I wouldn't be surprised if he did a botch job. Remus laughed under his breath, shaking his head a little at Sirius, which was awkward with half his face smushed into Sirius's arm. He could feel the wide grin on his face, but truthfully he was spent from the evening's roller coaster of emotions. Sirius's eyes flicked down to his smile, and he brought his hand up to trace the edge of Remus's mouth with his thumb, his own lips pulling up in response. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow, Remus promised, which brought Sirius's attention back up. 
He looked into Remus's eyes for a moment, and then nodded in understanding. He pulled Remus back into his arms, planting a kiss in Remus's hair as they settled into each other. It was quiet again for a while. Remus could hear Sirius's heart beating, slow and steady, under his ear. He felt himself start to get pulled towards sleep, when Sirius's voice brought him back up again. Re. Um. Remus blinked a few times, leaning up to look at him again. He was biting the inside of his cheek, eyes much more alert than Remus had expected them to be. Do you believe in soulmates? Remus let out a long breath. He smoothed his thumb over the crease between Sirius's brows, placing a kiss there, then made sure Sirius was focused on him before he spoke. I believe in you and me. Sirius's breath stopped for a second, and then Remus watched his pupils dilate as he exhaled, his eyes crinkling at the corners with happiness. He nodded, pulling Remus in for a soft kiss, and Remus felt more than he heard the I love you, moons, murmured against his lips. Remus hummed contentedly as he lay his head down on Sirius's chest, mumbling the same sentiment back. There was a vibration of laughter under his ear. I'll let you sleep now. Remus wasn't sure if his responding thanks was out loud or in his head, as he started to slip into unconsciousness once more. He heard Sirius's next words, though they sounded distant and dreamy. We're going to be okay, you and I, he whispered, his voice impossibly full of love and certainty. You know that, yeah. I know, Remus said before letting himself completely slip under. There was nothing he'd ever been more sure of. Finite. Thanks for listening to this text-to-speech podfic composed by Burning Aurora.